this or that, that or this. Hey, How good is that? that that reminds was my me. Jam. <laughs> that song reminds me of that one car commercial with the hamsters. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Was it? Uh, it was a Kia Soul commercial. They use that song. Yeah, and ever since then, I've called it like the hamster car. <laughs> and it, it looks like a hamster car. But they had hamsters in their commercial. I'm pretty sure. Do they have Kia cars? Soul. Are these? And they were like... bumping to that song. I love that band. Uh, by the way, I'm a '90s dude. I. I love 90s, late 80s and 90s rap is just fucking phenomenal. I I mean, really, I'm not saying I've been looking around. That's before the time of the mumble rap. Yes. And there's, (laughs) don't get me wrong. There's great rap. You have to look deep beyond the mumble, marble mouth, multicolored Tifa rappers we have now. But there is. It's hard to look behind that. But the 90s, the late 80s and all through the 90s and the early 2000s, there was like very conscious rap or it was like just hardcore but had a bunch of truth behind it as well so mm. black sheep was in there with some of my favorites in the early 90s this or that this which is or perfect that. for our mm-hmm. podcast because mm-hmm. this being okay. a millennial or that being a i'm hey, gen x i'm not touche. a fucking baby boomer touche baby boomer uh, that totally puts me right in a category of AARP when I think of baby boomer. Mm. Well, ha- happy information overload day. Yep. <laughs> I celebrate that day every day at the end of the night when my mind's reeling from 50 million different. You're trying to fall asleep and your brain's like, nope. Oh, my God. You know what I've been doing lately? And I've had a couple of relapses. I keep. What? Just listen. Okay. I keep my phone out of the bedroom. All right. And I sit quietly. Oh, you've told, you've told me this. Make yeah. Make the bed, do some writing. But I had a relapse this morning. And I, mm. the idea is to do spiritual shit before picking up the device of death. You know what? After you told me that you did that, I tried it one night. I left my phone out of the room. Slept better. Because you say that it like science, scientifically, like you sleep better. You lose better 20 or 30 minutes. Yes. That. So I did that, but I never did it since. <laughs> All right, can we make a commitment to try and do this and we can discuss the... I mean, I've done it for long periods of time. My whole thing is like, I don't have another alarm clock other than my phone. Bullshit. I'll bring you a wind-up fucking Big Ben clock. I know, but what if the battery dies in the middle of the night? You know what I mean? Like, there's like things to consider. So get a plug in, I swear (laughs) Well, it's not millennial. That's an excuse that any generation will use. Yeah. That's just not millennial. I know people that have said that that are my age. Well, I need to have an alarm clock. No, you don't. No, you don't need to have your usual. And you know what? That's like such bullshit because I wake up before my alarm clock even happens, anyways. Yeah, you do. (laughs) But like, I'm sure you do. My brain would be like, "Of course, this is like the time that I wouldn't." Yes. Yes, of course. I don't know. Uh, It's national. Wait, what did you just say? I feel like I totally dismissed what you just said. You wake up before your brain says you have to. No, my my alar- I wake before up before your alarm my clock. alarm clock. Right, but then your brain says what? You said something about your brain saying something. But of course, like the time I the night I put my phone outside of my room and trusting that I would just wake up on my oh, own right, would be right. the time where I wouldn't and I would right. just sleep until like ten or something. Okay, right, exactly, and, and then it reinforces that. you. Yeah. I'm going to get you a wind-up clock and a plug-in clock. Oh, my God. A cheap, so two cheap piece. They must be so cheap now. That's, like, so vintage. Clocks? <laughs> yeah, I'll get you one from every era. 
from the time I was born till now. Retro. That'd be kind of cool to have like a little installation of clocks in the corner of your room. Like one from the 60s, one from the 70s, one from the 80s, one from the 90s, one from 2000. Like how it slowly went to from face to digital. You don't think Dana would call on you? Or? Uh, not if I did it in a very specific <laughs> installation art-like manner. Just put them in frames. Not in frames, but probably just in a little box and put a date in front of each one of them because Mm -hmm. time and then to look at them and go, wow, time has no significance except for that little piece of time that's in that box that really doesn't have anything to do with the current moment. Boom! That was deep. That was fucking deep. Sometimes I say shit that lifts me out of my chair and there's no choice. (laughs) I, I, I witness it often. And it's, you know what? It's your thing. What's wrong with me? It's your thing. I get a little ego burst that there's something smart coming through my brain as opposed to all the 50,000 thoughts of bullshit. What day are we in? National Face Your Fears Day. Oh, God. I I thought you'd like that one. Don't I face them every day? I thought you liked that one. Is there National Face and Be Rid of Your Fears Day or does that ever come? Oh, God. It's National... Learn a word day. Shall oh, that's we, nice. Shall we learn a word? Let's see. I know a lot of words. Hit me some words. Let me see if I know it. Word of the day. I know just enough words to be dangerous in a short story. All right. You you are very wordy. A little wordy. Yeah. For a ba- barely made it through high school type of guy. That comes with reading, though. You learn words from reading because you read a book and you go, fuck, what does that word mean? All right. Word of the day for go today. Go for it. Yes. Nary. Oh, man, and I've heard this word, and I've used this word. My memory's not great. You know when my memory works when I'm writing? Mm -hmm. And the word... Give me a clue. Um, Give uh, me a synonymous clue to the word. Would you like to hear it in a sentence? The password is nary. I must have it back as I have nary other copy. Oh, so none. Not any, not one. Okay, nary. 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 Learn good. a new word, Dave. You heard it I think here we should first. do this on every podcast. Yeah, word of the day. Yeah, word of the day. Word of the day. I have nary <gasps> any memory. What's that? It's Steve Jobs Day. I got a mixed uh, feelings about that. Because of him, I'm an eye junkie. You know what? I respect his work ethic, though. He's a boss. He had a which work ethic. brings me to the fact Which that took it's away also... from his basic humanity as a father and a friend. But otherwise, hey, great guy. It's National Boss Day as well. You get your kick your boss in the nuts, or no, 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 he gets to kick you in the nuts. If it's National Employees no, Day, no, I think you'll just give him like a donut or an apple or some shit, and be like, "Here you go." Spiked with fucking. Maybe I'll get a raise at some point. <laughs> that was passive aggressive. Wait a minute. How? So you work for your soon-to-be husband, and you don't <laughs> soon-to-be husband. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Do you ask for raises? How does this work here at the Thailand Production Studios? No. um, I mean, I'm not like on payroll. It's just like when the job comes, I I get paid. Oh, okay. I see how it works. I don't get paid to be sitting here right now. You know what I mean? Well, no, you don't. But there's. I get a kiss every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your payment is is you get to sit with a, uh, a Gen Xer who's been through the fucking grinder i have my own office now that's a payment yes and you have a cool ass office yeah you guys i wish 
We're sitting in my office. We're gonna right start now. shooting this one day, but it's mm. a dope office with a shitload of DVDs. Yeah. A lot of old school DVDs. I got some candles. Can I say what DVDs? We got sure. Live and Die in LA, The Exorcist. Yep. Um, the uh, uh, quite a few copies of United Flight yeah. 90, United 93. Bunch of Laurel and Hardy. Bunch of Laurel and Hardy. Johnny Be Good. Driftwood, True Grit, War of the Worlds. Rocky, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Rocky, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow, yeah, yeah a lot of cool Flash stuff. Flashdance. Flashdance. Um, a lot of these come because they're a uh, Academy copies, but yeah. Live and Die in L.A. and The Exorcist. Oh, these this ones is one of my favorite were movies. Were edited the by fighter. the man who owns this building. Have you seen The Fighter? Oh, The Fighter. Oh my gosh. The Fighter's good. That's a great movie. The Fighter is good. That's such a good film. It's actually. It's like the pretentious way to say it. It's such a good film. Have you seen that picture? <laughs> Usually, when somebody's Jesus. talking about a movie like that, I will not see it. No, no. Or oh I'll exit God. the conversation immediately. Oh yeah. my God. It's such a good film. Like, oh my God. me and my boyfriend went, and I didn't even text through the movie. It was shoot. Oh my God. Jurassic Park 3. Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Chicago. Love Chicago. I didn't see Chicago. Let's say. Uh, oh my God. It was so good. You got to see is it. Chicago a uh, uh, musical? Listen, Chicago is such a good film, and it's based off of a musical, so it essentially is a musical film. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really good. I don't mind musicals. My dad was a big musical I got a fan. jar of gummies, because oh my God, I'm so tempted. why not? You got The Road Less Traveled, which is amazing. Oh, this is the, the third one, The Road Less Traveled and Beyond. Oh, oh yeah. wow. So it's probably a, reissu or a uh, reissue, re-edited, re-something. No, it's a whole different book it's the number three of the trilogy oh, wow. there yeah, is the road so less badass. traveled further along the road less traveled and then the road less traveled and beyond m scott peck is awesome you know i heard that actually there's another one even though he's i think he's passed away he's right passed away yeah there is another one they found though in his office what is it the road ended no oh, well it did peace. for him <laughs> jesus uh my road is a fucking I have roadblocks. Oh, my God. Or maybe the name of the book's just Dead End. <laughs> Global Cat Day. Dead End. Get it? Okay. Um, Please don't let those go by without acknowledging them. Thanks a lot to come up with those bits. It's a um, <laughs> I like you just literally shut it down. All right. It's Global Cat Day. All right. Day. That day, to me, is more important than any day this whole week. Really? Unless, Are you a cat unless person? there's a woman or ethnic day. Oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding? Cats are amazing. They're one of the oh. oldest species on the planet. Hmm. Cats have been around forever and a day. They come from the saber-toothed tiger. You know what that means? Listen. Only the shrew, the saber-toothed tiger, and a handful of reptiles come from dinosaurs. I don't know if it's I just me. made all that up. I don't know if it's me, but every time I walk into a room with a cat, I feel like I immediately offend it. You've said this before, and I think I as you continue to do some codependency work around it, it won't be the case. No, I mean, it's not even that. It's the fact that, like, they just look pissed at me, and I don't know how to cope with it. Listen. Like, I just want to be able to know how to pet a cat. Up. Dogs have no judgment. They're going to come running up. Cats are standoffish. Like, let me check this person out. I'm not just gonna, not just going to accept you and trust you. I don't know you. That's what the cat says. Even when it knows in. you and trusts you, it doesn't even let you touch it. They're rude. It takes. A They've minute. got an attitude. It, and I'm that's not what I like about them. I'm that's not putting what I it down the fact them. that you're a cat person. No, I know you're not. I, have, I don't mind. I'm I don't care Bodhi. if anybody. I'm did. a dog person. I, I always. Feel I guarantee you, Bodhi. if I got you a kitten, 
a particular kitten and it grew up with you, this thing would cuddle with you. You would love it. They play well with dogs. They shed everywhere. No, not a, not a short hair. If you had a short hair, trust me on this. Stay open minded. I don't even know how to take care of a cat. So simple. Like, what do you? How Easy. do you? It just shits box. in a litter box. Like, or how do you, you teach or it? Or you it how goes to do in that? and out if you have a house. How do you teach it how to do the it's, litter box? It learns so quickly. You just put it in there for a couple of times, and it goes to the bathroom, and then it's in there. And they like digging anyway and covering it up. They smell oh, like ass. The shit or the piss? The litter box as a the whole. The litter box smell. Eh, you clean it like out. Like the fine. whole house smells of a litter box. Never happens with us. Really? Oh, because no. you're probably cleaning it twice a day. Or no, something. I clean it once a day. That's important. But yeah. we're in a house that's a decent enough size. Like, have you ever in. walked into a house where you, it just smells like a litter box? Well, I've walked into a house where people, the dog stinks because they never wash it. It smells like mm. a bag of old Fritos. <laughs> and don't tell me Bodo, Bodo, Bodo. <laughs> Don't tell me Bodie never smells like a bag of Fritos. No, I will tell you this. Dog's feet smell like Fritos. They do. It's just well, a, fe- it's a dog foot get thing. Get close to the ears and the head and you'll put your nose, <laughs> nuzzle in that ear. See what you smell. I love smelling Bodie. smell like some nacho cheese with Fritos. <laughs> Bodie always smells good oh, to me. Oh, Bodie. Hi, Nug. She's sweet. She's a good dog. She's learning. Yeah. By the way, she's learning to chill out very quickly. Yeah. When people come in. We're working and on it. And it sucks... Look, I don't like disciplining animals. I know it's but they have to be. I know, and you know what? I feel out of line when I discipline your dog, and that's why I apologize. Really? Yeah, I don't want to. That's your job. But I just want to. Like, if she's jumping all over me, then I'm like, "Hey, Bodie, chill out." But if it's happening somewhere else, it's not my job to discipline your animals or your kids. So keep your kids from fucking crawling up the curtains in a restaurant. Do you want to talk about it? You know what it is? I'm not going to say hipsters or millennials. There's mm. just parents that don't want to hinder their child's creativity. And I know I've spoken about this in a previous podcast. But but don't let your kid play in the gutter with sticks and snails be, because you think if you pick him out of there, you're going to be hindering his creativity. Don't let your kid climb up the curtains at yeah. fucking... You know, the bottomless pasta bowl. I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, I understand discipline and teaching, and and that could be completely different than shaming and gaslighting. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, discipline and teaching is different than shaming your kid and gaslighting them. That's right. And telling them what to think and what they're feeling. Do you know what I mean? But, like, teaching them with, like, you know, respectful, positive discipline. Some of my favorite parents, and I'm, a lot of my friends are parents, and they're around my age. When their kids were in their early stages, and granted, they had some money to do this, but you don't have to have a lot of money. They would put their kid in a space with a little drum set, yeah. a very cheap, a, a guitar. You're getting a call. A painting. Oh, hold on. Can we take this? It's my mom in Mexico. Do you want to? Yeah. Hold on. Put her on speaker. Hi, mom. Okay, I'll have my secretary take the number down. Here. <laughs> Mom, you're on the podcast. We're in the middle of the podcast, but I wanted, we wanted to hear your voice, so we're going to take our time because we love talking to you. No, no, dear. I don't want to do that in the middle of the podcast. 
Why? We want your voice. We want to hear from oh. you. We want to hear from people in Mexico. Yeah. Hola. Okay, well, you certainly will hear from me. The weather down here is delightful. I heard that there was some terrible heat and wind going up where you live. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. No, it's way better. It's like it was here and gone, but... If we hadn't had that rain, the whole valley would be on fire. You know what? People don't know how to cope with <laughs> rain and wind here. It's weird. Fire. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, well, fortunately, we had a wonderful convention this weekend. The whole group from uh, Corona rents a bus. Sixty people come from Corona. The name of their group is a new pair of glasses. Wow. And there was sixty of us from Grupo Gringo. We had a wonderful convention from Friday evening till Monday uh, to Sunday at noontime. Oh my God! Nice. Sounds so right on the beach, Mom. Uh, right overlooking the pool and the beach. Wow! Wonderful, Mom. That's great. Yeah. You have such a good life down there. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I, I Remember when I used to sell you life. Coke? <laughs> when you used to sell me what? When I used to sell you Coke. Sure, when you lived in uh, Carmen Miranda's house. With the two pimps and the call girls? Right. Uh, the girls, where did they, what was the name of their club? Where did they work? They used to They worked to at, work? uh, I think they worked at the body shop. They worked at the Seventh Vale. I would drive them around right. and drop them off. Right. Girls, girls, girls. That's uh, number <laughs> that's one son, part two. <laughs> Actually, that's going to be called number two son, because I turned into a real piece of shit. <laughs> Walter Bruin. I think he's 10 years younger than me. He's 44. That, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I love me. Walter. I had an amazing conversation with him about the market the other day, and just, it was really Oh, I'm good. so glad. Did you? Oh, I'm so glad you're saying that. That whole family was so well, oh, so wonderful to you. When they you are. That time. was like my, ex oh, man. I love the Bruins. They're amazing people. Limousine Tony, liberals yeah. at their finest. The hockey team? <laughs> Not the hockey oh, that's team. Great. Dear, I'm going to have a DNA test done because I think I might have some Indian. Then I can live on the reservation and get money every month. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Yeah, but then Donald Trump will call you Pocahontas. Which may not be bad. Pocahontas Sr. Such a smooth, sophisticated guy. Everything that comes out of his mouth is so well thought out and just so... Oh. Just wonderful. We love you, Donald. Does he Donald, remind you of Carl Marcus, like on a whole other level? Wait, is your mom a Trump fan? Oh, with the schmoozing and the bullshit. Excuse my French. I know it's a pod. Yeah, with the schmoozing and nonsense and all lies. Right, right. And always getting in good with like each race. Like, see, man, I got a black friend. Come on, man. That was oh, my dad, by the so way. Like, like always rubbing elbows with an ethnic group and like. That's, that was so the the whole f oh, that whole thing. You know. Yeah, let me invite Kanye in right after a major hurricane and fucking people are but, displaced in Florida. It was, it was so much more important to sit there and kiss one another tiny. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is. It's it's sad for him. I I could give a fuck. Just stay out of the White House. <laughs> it, it's the Kardashian curse. Yeah. 
curse again. It's amazing what they do to men. <laughs> oh. I got to go on the road and go to my job. Okay. So this is your 80-year-old mother signing off to go to work. We okay. love you, Mom. Thank you for your commentary. <laughs> We're going to be doing this on our next podcast. Mike and okay, his mom and me, Mike, <laughs> me, Mike and his mom. <laughs> you, mom, you got to meet. Oh, you did meet Chelsea. You were there the night of the reading. That's right. Yes, yes, of course. Hi. Yeah, I'll speak to you from Carol for the next day or so or you speak to me, all right? Yeah, just call me from there. I don't need the number. Just call me from there when okay, you get there this evening. I'll call you from there tomorrow. I don't want these stalkers okay, yeah, we have listening to, to us getting it. Okay, do that, and I'll tell you about the storytelling thing I did. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. That was last night? Yes, sorry. I, oh, my god! But it's every Monday, and I want you to come. Not only do I want you to come, I want you to come and either tell a story. Man, you want me to tell a story? I want you to come and tell a story, or I'll ask if you can come and sing a song. You oh. play guitar, right? Yeah. So you could sit and play a song. I'll sing a song from The Star is Born. <laughs> Is that you're just so Literally obsessed? Literally cannot stop listening to this album, this soundtrack. Sweet. So good. You know, there was an original... Did you see the original Star is Born? No. With Chris Christopherson and no. Barbara Streisand? No, I didn't see it. It's pretty good. Well, actually, is it was it? boring. Oh. So your yawning is perfect. <laughs> in fact, they called it a Star is Boring oh, when it came touche. out. I think on, like, in Mad That's Magazine. That's unfortunate. But they they did a lot of rewrites to make it more modern. I think this, this was one, the right? fourth. I there was one that was in the fifties really? or sixties. I don't know why I thought it was a third. Why don't we have a Star Is Born marathon and watch all of them as soon as the DVD comes out of the most recent one? Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not opposed to that. And see just how insane we get by the fourth one. I think by the fourth one I'll be happy. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's maybe That's the only true. good one. I don't know. That's possible. It's the one that I absolutely enjoy that I've seen because I haven't seen any of the other ones. What to is that live sound? And die in LA. Did you hear that? I don't know why in LA. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at that to squeak? live and die in LA. That sounded like a garbage truck picking up a dumpster full of old 35 millimeter film. Who that is? Let <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> slip into Ebon. Oh, that's literally someone in my life back in the day. He was like an older man. Yes. That's what he would say. Who that is. That's so great. And so every that's time. Yeah, I don't know. It just like pops I in my head and one. I have to say it. Who that is. It's great. You know, my stepfather, Danny, Daniel Samuel Fagenbaum, used to answer the, the phone. Dr. Dildo. He used to answer the phone. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Super. So <fucking> aggressive. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, dude. Why are you so upset? It's just he had that, like he was always hustling and making money. He was too busy taping things from the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Making porno copies of porno tapes and trading them or selling them for cents on the dollar. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Danny. Wait, what? Is my mom there? Nah, she went to a meeting. That's how we sounded. I gotta go. I got a bunch of stuff to do. I got Don't bother me. Tape and shit. Do me a favor. Your mother has me tell you. Take out the garbage. <laughs> That's how he sounded for real? Yeah, it's really uh, hey kid, forget about it. Is he still alive? No. Oh, that's unfortunate. I wish. Man, he would have been a good guest uh, on here. Pfft. 
Does he he would have been an amazing time? guest, but the Me Too's would have shut us down. Mm. Believe me, he was not. He was extremely toxic, but he was a man for his time. Mm. I grew up in different times, Didn't y'all. Did he also sell pills? Boy, did he sell pills. I took over the business after he blew his oh, brains out. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Jesus. <sighs> what an image. That was what I got left with. My God. It was fledgling. It was a fledgling pill business when I took over, and then I was making between 20 and 23 grand a year. You've got some Not stories. Not a year, a month. You've got some stories. I was making stories. 20 to 25 grand a month selling fucking pills. And by the way, I wasn't like 25 a grand? street dealer. I was like a guy in a Maxima that was selling pills to soccer moms, yeah. car dealership owners, a mattress salesman couple of attorneys, so real you had estate like, agents. You know, a professional clientele. I had a clientele. professional clientele show up, have no. lunch, oh, at, okay. uh, you know, tender greens and do a big transaction. Did they pay for your meal? I usually paid for theirs because I was making so much money on these pills. You understand? I'd buy these pills, not buy them. I'd get prescriptions. I'd turn in the prescription. They cost me between $75 and $1.25 each. I sold them for eight, between 8 and $10 each. The biggest yeah. mock-up. Forget about it. Jeez. I wonder how, like, how how much do you think they're worth on the street now? Oh, God. I mean, the Xanax I used to sell for, like, five bucks each. In New York, they go for $60 each. It's almost no. impossible to get pharmaceuticals now. And if you do, they're usually pressed with fentanyl, kids. Do not buy pharmaceuticals oh off gosh. the street. Don't buy pharmaceuticals or use drugs at all. But if you do... Do not buy them off the street. I guess there's fentanyl in so everything. You know what? Yeah. Like, so I, I, there was a time where I abused prescription painkillers. Can we really, was it beyond abuse? There's three types of users, the moderate, <laughs> the hard user, and the real addict. Which one were you, Chelsea? The real addict. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, continue. You know. So, okay. I've had two surgeries in the past two years. Um, and both, well, one was a surgery and one was a kidney stone. Let me fix that. Oh, that's yeah. fucking so painful. Painful. So they gave me like morphine in the hospital, which and is then, understood like, they sent me while you with, pass the stone. Yeah. And then they sent me home with painkillers. Right. And so I would take them as prescribed, but I would get so sick and nauseous. I couldn't take them. Wow. And I'm thinking in my head, like how in the hell did I used to like abuse this stuff? Like, you know I'm why that so is sick and like nauseous from it. You know why that is? Why? Because your consciousness has blossomed to a place where your body won't accept drugs anymore. And yeah. that's what recovery from addiction is about. It's just like so gross. It means you can't get loaded even if you wanted to. I don't even want to. And I know to. you didn't want to, no. but it didn't stick like it used to. So I was like, I'm just going to take I had Advil. that experience. Like this stuff is horrible. Like, I had that I would, experience. I would get sick. I, I physically got ill from this stuff. Wow. I, I, I had that experience with, uh, I punched a wall. <laughs> Jeez, on on the medication. This is so long ago. No, this is a long time ago. But I was prescribed Norco, and my hand it was called a contusion. I told my sponsor about the Norco. Yeah, they gave me Norco and Soma, a muscle relaxant, because it was it's the best thing. I think I've taken those before. I took a Norco and I took a muscle relaxant, and that feeling came over me. And I was like, no way. And I dumped it all in the toilet. And I was like, I will take fucking ibuprofen. I'm not taking either one of these. Yeah. And that's when I knew I was done. I was, I was like, unless your body's in trauma, which then I guess you do need Mm -hmm. opiates or morphine or whatever. 
which is an opiate. You don't need, I don't need that shit. I don't like them anymore. So you used to love them. Oh my God. Now I'm I like, ugh. My favorite was Tussinex, this extended release opiate drink that tasted like pineapple juice. Oh, really? Oh my God. You, it's so good. It, that Dilaudid, Oxy, Xanax, Soma, Crack, and Vodka. Not necessarily in that order. Mm. Can you imagine how many people are trigger, triggered right now? <laughs> Trigger's a horse. <laughs> Trigger. If you're triggered by what I say, then it means something internally is still fucking happening with yeah. you. because It's if, not ours, it's yours. That's right. Because if words or images trigger you, you should probably look inside and see what that's about. That's what pisses me off. Be like, oh, you're triggering me. Like, uh, don't put your shit onto me right now. That's not mine. Yeah, I can't. I can't trigger you if you don't have a power greater than me. Then I'm always gonna piss you off. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, bam. <laughs> Usually because it's a boom, and now it's a bam. <laughs> because here's the thing: when I was pissed off and triggered by people, which, by the way, I still am. Yeah, it's always me. Yeah. They're just being who they are. Right. It's like, uh, I can't change or control someone, you know, it's got to be internally in me of how to take care of myself around that person. And if it means bowing out gracefully and not being around that person or persons, a whole meeting. Right. I've been to sick meetings where the whole meeting is sick and I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to let me bow out of this instead of judging it, instead of trying to save it. Mm Mm-hmm. This is always about introspection and what is my part in this and why am I having such a hard time and what area of my life feels hurt, threatened, or interfered with Mm -hmm. by this person or this situation. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Aren't you grateful that we have these fucking tools and this accountability machine that we fucking are in? Toolboxes are cool. (laughs) Toolboxes are sweet. <laughs> you got a box of tools to utilize on the daily. Right. <laughs> By the way, the woman we were just on the phone with, my mother. Your mother. Okay, you guys, you should get my book, Number One Son and Other Stories. It's 40 great. 40 amazing reviews. Thank you for all the reviews on Amazon. Amazing. Um, you can hear about the hell I grew up in and what me and my mother survived. Unfortunately, my sister didn't survive. Rest in peace, mm. sweet Lorraine. Thank you for raising me in a virtual latchkey hell. <sighs> but the fact that my, me and my mother survived the insanity we grew up in, and we're, and we're both sober. Yeah. And we're not in mental institutions right. yet. Yeah. Is amazing. And it's a testament to not only the 12 steps, but doing a lot of deep therapy work. Yeah. Therapy is great. I love therapy. Because we have a little, I'm, I'm going to speak for you. Is it okay if I speak for you with this? And if you disagree, you could disagree. Well, I'm not sure what's in your mind, so I don't know I what think, you're going to say. Think we share based on some conversations we've had off the air. And I want to sh- say this in a general way. Okay. I think we share a little growing up in some trauma. Yeah. That's all. I don't even get specific about it. Yeah. And I respect that you grew up in some shit, too. You know what? I'm exploring exploring all of that in therapy right now. It's hard, dude. It's difficult. You know, M. Scott Peck. (laughs) He's amazing. Back to him. Yeah. He talks about, you know, like, it's painful and difficult to take a look at things that cause pain. Mm -hmm. Right? But that is the... 
there's a lot of people i'm like jumbling my words my my brain is thinking faster than my mouth right now there's a there's a plethora of people who choose to not take a look at themselves because it is too difficult and too painful yes but there's also a big group of people who choose to do so that's right and they become so much stronger because of it because the freedom of looking at that it's a life of truth yeah that's great it's a life of truth it's great you know i had an old uh uh sponsor in the program that used to say you know would you rather seek comfort or build character and oh, i think that that's that's putting it in a sentence we're right doing there. deep interest god i'm having a spiritual experience right now just talking about this i yeah. don't mean to sound hippie airy fairy motherfuckers don't put me uh-uh. in do not label don't put anyone. mikey in a box no nobody puts Mikey. what i'm in saying a box. is is the fact that we're having this dialogue of the heart warms me because i know how far i've come yeah from that damaged fucking beat down kid that was just trying to survive right and you guys we talk about this too because please email my email email us email us email us (laughs) email us listen hey you email us please feel free to email us please feel free to contact us dm us if you or you know anybody that's suffering we're not Look, all we have is our experiences, right? Yes. But if you need to go somewhere for addiction problems, alcohol problems, fuck, if you want to call in while we're doing the show. Hey, that's a, that's an idea. Because we Are you giving them your phone way. number? <laughs> no. You know what? Leave you know your what? number Actually, and we'll call you. We can get the... From a block we number. Can, no, no, no. We can... Uh, there's a thing called Google Voice where you get a free phone number and we can just link that to the podcast email. Yeah. And we'll have a phone number call for in. you guys We can call. have callers. Anyways, who has ever listening? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, you're on the air. Oh, my God. We're going to get You all, have your own mic? I don't want to get all morning zoo fucking douchebag Phil. Um... Yeah, M. Scott Peck's amazing. He was. He also wrote a you book, People something? of the Lie. Yeah, People of the Lie. I have not read it yet. Fucking I'm reading it after gnarly. this book, after this third Good. book. You want to hear a? Pe- Wait, you read you the other two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You're doing some work, sister. Oh, Go ahead. Don't even know. All right. If okay, <clears throat> when we are young, our dependency on those who raise us shapes our thinking and what we learn. And given our lengthy dependence, we are at risk of developing thinking patterns that may become ingrained, even seemingly irre- irreversible. If we, ha- if we have adults in our young lives who help us learn to think well, we benefit in a multitude of ways. If we have adults in our young lives who, whose own thinking is suspect, disordered, or otherwise limited, Hello. our thinking will be impaired by what we learn and what we don't learn from them. But it would be nonsense to presume that we are doomed. As adults, we no longer have to depend on others to tell us what to think or do. Fucking so good. Whew. M. Scott if, Peck, listen, everyone. If you're solid in your own truth and belief and just I'm being, sweating from that. That was good. I'm sweating. It's good. Can I read a passage from my book? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to counteract that. I'm just kidding. Um, I've just learned that if you're solid in your truth and you're authentic in your being and you're truly being of service to others... This fuck Democrats, fuck Republicans, fuck progressives. I'm talking about the human spirit, being there, being on this fucking planet to be of service. If you're really seeking to do that every day, I'm seeking to do that. Things start happening that go beyond what I thought I needed and wanted in my life. And to go deeper, 
However, to even, you know, be open to the possibility that your truth may be wrong. And that's okay, too. That's right. Your truth might be wrong. And you know what? You get to have continuous experiences when you stay open-minded to what? Right. Because here's the thing. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Because my truth changes with a lot of awakenings. Yeah. I mean, the the only constant in life is change. That's right. You know? Here's the one truth that will never change. What is it? There's only one. God. That I cannot safely drink or use drugs. Mm -hmm. That I can't safely drink or ever use drugs. One day at a time, forever. I can't. I've tried every possible way Mm -hmm. to drink safely or to use drugs safely. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous to even say that. I mean, it makes sense. That won't change. And that's the one truth throughout the day that keeps me wanting to have deeper experiences with new truths yeah because if other things don't happen and my consciousness doesn't blossom in other areas mm-hmm. and i kind of cave into self and i get filled with resentment and depression there's a really good chance it's not that i'm gonna forget that i'm an addict alcoholic i'm not gonna have any power and i'll go back to it mm. that's what relapse is relapse is giving the other insanity. people or other things your power that's right Instead of something, you know, greater than anyone. Right. You know, people say that. holding all power. That's right. Exactly. Because why am I giving anything or anybody my power right. when they're just another human being walking this walk with me? Because then you're hurting yourself by giving away your power. Uh, and. To those people. That's right. Places or things. Yeah. And, and you might hurt others. You. Right. If I'm giving my Which power. Which also hurts you. That's right. It hurts you, it hurts others, and it's totally counterproductive to being of service and why we're here. Yeah. The other thing is, is people say, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting results. I think for me, the insanity is doing the same things over and over, knowing the results, but not seeking power to stay out of the perpetual cycle of relapse. Because I, I keep relying on me and others to stay clean and sober. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And relying on others is a dangerous game. It is dangerous. And that doesn't mean we don't have partnerships and we don't do podcasts together and yeah. we don't write stuff together. But thinking that that's going to be the end all like be all. spiritually relying on others. Right. You know, like, that's different. And like You're a common right. form of like, I, okay, I'm relying on you to get this done. Right. right? Like that's. That's normal. That's different. And then you we, know, and you know. And that could be taken. Right. And then we have a little disagreement and it's a business thing and we either iron it out or we realize we can't be in business together, whatever it is. Right. But right. But like relying on somebody to make me whole is a nightmare. Right. Spiritually relying on someone. Is essentially kind of putting yourself in danger and also hurting yourself because you're literally giving your power and your whole life yeah. to someone else. And right. that's a lot of weight to put on someone sure else, is. first of all. So it's selfish. Mm-hmm. And it's also abandoning yourself because you're you're not strong enough nor capable of living your own life. That's so right. you're looking to others for answers. Yeah, that's a really... God, you've really come along with this work you've been doing some intense work i don't yeah the other problem is with that and thank god 
you haven't experienced that this time around, but we've both probably experienced this, is you get in these relationships with people that prey on your vulnerability and the fact that you've given them all your power. Mm-hmm. Male, female, whatever, boss, employee, whatever that relationship dynamic is, right. where I'm putting everything into that person, Yeah, they're going to be... If, unless that person is real spiritual and they're going to be like, you know what? I don't want to be in this relationship. Yeah. If they're really sick, they will prey on that. They will gaslight yeah. the fuck out of you. Absolutely. And you know <laughs> what? Fucking... A strong person who, who, you know, has a has a sense of self and a trust for them oneself will understand, ah, I have a choice in this. Yeah. And I don't give you permission to do that. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah. But it's very easy for someone who hasn't done this type of work, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm all perfect, you know, I'm still, you know, no, you're having a, a pretty amazing out. experience. Cause I've known you for what a year. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah, had an yeah. amazing experience and thank God you're still young enough to, to have these experiences where you're still relatively teachable. Yeah. And you know, and it's very easy to miss things and not understand what abuse looks like and what manipulation looks That's like. Right. And you completely don't even understand or realize that you're literally giving yourself away. Right. So you've been better at standing up for yourself when you're sensing somebody discounting you or not abusing per se, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if I call it uh, standing up for myself as it's essentially just like taking care of myself around situations or people and like words. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've learned to pause. Yeah. Pausing is like my savior right now. Like taking a pause, not reacting, it's great. you know, not using these survival tools that I've accumulated over yeah, the right, years, right, you know right. what I mean? Just taking a pause, right. thinking about something before I say it. Is that my computer? Shh. Oh, that's your computer. Quiet. Wait, is that your mom? I want to talk to your mom if that's your... No. No. <laughs> Definitely not mine. <laughs> that was... I, uh, I don't even know where that came from. That's like, funny. Like, um, uh, you're like, no, and nor would I put her on the air. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, not safe. Uh, um, you were talking about giving up your power to somebody else yeah. and not being. I mean, what I get from that is not being rooted in your authenticity, your truth, right. and your beliefs and not falling. And I understand that my truth can be false for someone else. Yeah. You know what I that's mean? That's right. And that's completely OK. It's so OK. You know, it's so OK. It's and like maybe fight like because me not understanding that then I will try to control that person right. and mani- manipulate that person right. into thinking that my truth is going to be their truth and right. has to be their truth. No, 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 no. Or you'll hold on to a mental position and end up arguing and defending this position that, like you said, may change tomorrow. Here's what's happened with me. When people say shit that really disturbs me, I have to look inside of me and see what that's about. Right, right. And sometimes I've thanked people. pulling something up that hasn't been dealt with right. or stuffed down. You know what I mean? A lot of things can pop up out of nowhere. Here's my thing. I've learned about doing these groups with these knucklehead addicts and detoxers. And I'm there to disturb the comfort, the comforted and comfort the disturbed. Oh, okay. Because the thing is, is I need to disturb people on the question of alcoholism and addiction because most of the time, in most cases, these are chronic relapsers that have been in and out so many times and they're in their 10th, 15th, even third or fourth rehab and they know exactly what they need to do to stay sober. Mm. And I'm like, think about your previous experiences in rehabs and see if you had that same thinking mm-hmm. in those rehabs. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of, but I don't know how to get out of it. I'm like, 
How about this? Well, maybe they do know. They just don't want to, you know. They don't want to face the fear. Right. The fear, the pain, and the difficulty of actually using their brain to think about a solution. Right. Right. So what I recommend, whether they want to say it as a prayer, a mantra, that they set aside everything they think they know for an open mind and a new experience to see the truth. And that was given to me, and it changed my recovery this time. And Mm -hmm. I came in and out for 25 fucking years. It's a long time. It's my first meeting at 16. Yeah. Wow. So this thing works. There's two people sitting in this room, and you just heard from my lovely mother calling me from Mexico, who, by the way, has been going down to Mexico by herself for 30 fucking years and has never had a problem. Actually had more problems living in the States, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, she was also living with a drug dealer. They had a home mm-hmm. invasion. I didn't write about that one. Maybe we'll get her in here live to talk about the home invasion they had. Live! <laughs> I love when you use pop words. <laughs> live! Oh, I'm just looking at these. It's so Tourette-ish. Yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna take uh, a look what at a that. great show, Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And I'm then, very grateful for Chelsea and Roy in my life. Oh, I'm grateful. They're my for favorite you. millennials, and I have a lot of millennial <laughs> friends. I love millennials, and I hate them at the same time. You know what? I agree with you there. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and believe me, there's, there's way more. Hold on. Let me stand up to say this. Uh oh. There's way more fucking baby boomers and Gen Xers that I. Not gonna say hate. Hate's a strong word. Yeah. Trying to be spiritual. Hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't like you. Do you remember that song? She's a song. Oh, I thought that you just wrote that at the top of your head. Oh no, that was a song. There's way more baby boomers and Gen Xers that I detest than millennials. I'll have to redo the math on this, but I'm pretty clear on it. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna sit down now. Okay. Well, good show. Great show. Yeah. My co-host. And co-host Michael. I had a... Uh, Michael Jason Marcus. I had a semi-spiritual awakening while we were doing this show. No, I'm not, don't, I'm not a hippie. Don't put Mikey in a box. Mm. Not airy-fairy bullshit. There's we don't times, have time for labels in here. Right. Okay? There's times when we talk, whether it's you or anybody else I talk with, we talk about solution and where we've come from, and mm. it fucking warms my upper chest. You mean your heart? <laughs> the thing in your chest called your heart? Well, I don't really have a heart, but yes, if there is one in there, it grew no, there is. two sizes that day. <laughs> it doesn't hurt as so much. So grinchy. Okay. It doesn't hurt as much. My heart and my and my higher consciousness, the landscape looks a little cleaner. Cleaner. Well, I don't know what that voice was, but I, I hope you guys there. enjoy this end song because I've been listening to it on repeat. Repeat. Do it. Will you sing along with it? Come no. on, just for a minute. No, I'm gonna actually post a video of this soon. Okay. Of me doing it. Oh, perfect. All right. Enjoy. Bye. Bye bye. Tell me something, girl Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? I'll 
times I find myself longing for change And in the bad times I fear myself I feel myself 